It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. On today's episode of Locked On Mariners, what will Seattle's first lineup of the season look like? We'll hammer that out and then play a fun game of start, bench, and DFA. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Wednesday, March 1st, 2023. This is Tidy Gonzalez and Colby Patton for the Locked On Mariners podcast, brought to you by FanDuel, the official sports book of the Locked On Podcast Network. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. Subscribe, like, and turn on alerts if you're watching on YouTube, or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear. And if you want to hear from us even more, please consider signing up for our Patreon the link as well as our social accounts is in the description below yesterday we projected the mariners opening day roster today we're going to project their opening day lineup afterwards we're going to play a few games of start bench and dfa with some current and former mariners but colby let's start with this lineup let's figure out what this thing is going to look like on march 30th when the mariners host shane bieber and the cleveland guardians at t-mobile park for opening day and there's a couple of questions that i think we need to answer here first that are really going to determine how the rest of this lineup is going to shake out. One, the biggest question here at the top of the lineup, how much stock are we putting in in Colton Wong, rather, uh, hitting leadoff in the Mariners' first game of spring training? Is this actually what the Mariners are going to do, or is this just them experimenting? What do you think, Colby? Uh, I think it's it's certainly experimental at the moment. but because they've done it every time both guys have been in the lineup, it's something that they're seriously considering. So um, you can't overlook it. It's it's not something that we can easily say is definitely going to happen or definitely not. Um, just one of those things, you know. Uh, so we're not really going to have a good idea of this either because Julio's about ready to leave uh, in a, in a couple days. He'll be gone. Um, along with Teo, obviously for the World Baseball Classic, and and we won't see him in the in the next you know five to ten lineups. So it'll be a little difficult to know you know which way they're leaning. Uh, we'll pro- we'll probably see a lot of Colton Wong uh, in the leadoff spot when Julio leaves. Uh, but yeah, it's interesting because there's a couple of things at play here for Scott uh, for Scott Service uh, based on trends of his lineup construction. Um, number one. Uh, you know, he really cares about handedness, or at least in the past, he's cared about handedness right. and he likes to break up the righties and the lefties. Um, his ideal lineup would be left, right, left, right, or right, left, right, left. Uh, but the Mariners don't really have that option available to them right now. They, they're lefty bat short of being able to do that. Um, and we saw Scott really kind of throw that out the window, uh, when the playoffs came, he just wanted his best guys up. Um, he just kind of wrote the lineup that way. Uh, you know, these are my best guys. That's one through nine. That's how I'm going to write the lineup. So, um, it'll be interesting to see which path he takes, um, with that. But I think, I think they're going to give Colton Wong a shot to lead off here, at least early in the year. So I, I think Wong against right-handed pitching for the first few weeks, uh, is probably going to be the leadoff hitter. I don't like it, but I think that's probably the reality. So that now, I mean, again, how much of handedness is going to be important to Scott Service when 
writing out these lineups here to start the season if Wong is the number one guy, if he's leading off, because you got a whole mess of righties. I mean, you're when you think about the top six hitters on this Mariners roster, only one of them outside of Wong can hit lefty, and that's Cal Raleigh, who's, of course, a, a switch hitter. So where does Raleigh fit in this? Where does Ty France fit in all of this? Where does Teoscar Hernandez and Eugenio Suarez, where do all these guys fit in this? Because obviously Julio's going to be number two, right, barring any surprises. And yeah. then number three, there's it could be Ty France, it could be Teoscar Hernandez, it could be Gino, it could be any of these guys, really. So where where are you leaning? It should be Teo. Um, Julio and Teoscar should both be getting at-bats in the first inning, and they should both be as high up in the lineup as possible. Agreed. Um, but I I think what Scott's probably going to do is I think he's probably going to try and put Ty France at three and then move Teo to four um, to kind of, uh, you know, the traditional like, well, Teo has more power than France, so therefore Teo hits four and France hits three because uh, France is more of a batting average guy. It's a very traditional way of looking at this lineup uh, as is having Colton Wong lead off, um, which I'm not a fan of. Uh, I, I I don't like the idea that, oh, my leadoff guy has to be, you know, he has to hit left-handed and he's got to be short and he's got to have a small strike zone. And he's got to be able to steal bases, blah, blah, blah. Like that's, that's so dumb. It was dumb when that was the, the standard a hundred years ago. Right. It's, a, it's, it's antiquated. Yeah. It's an yeah. antiquated view of uh right. lineup construction. Yeah. But I, I do think we're going to see Colton Wong leading off. I think Julio probably hits second. And then I can't imagine that, that Scott is going to have Ty France any lower than four, maybe five, but I think he hits him three. And then I think tail is going to hit four and then five, six is kind of where it gets interesting. Yeah, man. I just, I mean, like there, there's an outcome here that I could see where it's, you know, because of the handedness, right? Wong one, Julio two, Teoscar three, uh, and uh, Raleigh four, just to get a lefty in there. And then, you know, Gino five, France six, or France five, Gino six. But I just, I don't feel like that's the best deployment of your guys either. So, you know, I, 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 I feel like it probably has to be Wong one, Julio two, France three, Teo four, and then Raleigh five, Gino six, or Gino five, Raleigh six. Uh, but it's it's still it's not perfect uh, to me. Um, I, I'm with you. Teo is one of my three best hitters. He needs to be in the top three of this lineup. And so yeah. any sort of construction here that that takes Teo out of the top three to me is a misuse of your resources. So, yeah. Um, well, no matter what, we we know who the six best hitters on on this team are, and and that's who was going to make up one through six in this lineup. But the bottom three is really interesting, and that's where the second question that uh, we need to ask here comes into play. And that's you know on opening day, do the Mariners actually play matchups, or do they just roll out their best nine hitters? Because that's going to determine whether or not AJ Pollock is in this lineup because. Pollock, of course, not the best hitter when it comes to facing right-handed pitching. Fantastic against lefties. And I mean, historically, pretty good against righties, but uh, not last year, of course. Um, or, you know, does someone like Tommy Lastella crack this lineup uh, as the DH, you know, as a lefty to face the righty in, in Shane Bieber? Um, and that also determines, you know, maybe, 
maybe it determines if Jared Kelnick is in this lineup or not. I think it's it's pretty much a guarantee that he's going to be in this lineup. But uh, how do you think those uh, those three guys with, with Jared Kelnick, J.P. Crawford, and then that DH spot, whether it's Pollock or LaStella or Colin Moran or whoever, uh, how do you think that shakes out? I think... Uh... I think on opening day, uh, Scott will give um, not special treatment, but he'll he'll give uh, the the bigger name, the the veteran. He'll give Pollock uh, the the start at DH. I, I think he'll that'll start. Um, I, I think also you know uh, Cleveland's pitching rotation is very right-handed heavy, so if you're just going to do lefty righty Pollock's not going to get any at bats, you know, in that first series. And obviously that's not something they're going to do. So I think they'll start the year um, with, with Pollock as the DH, at least in game one, Uh, it'll probably be different in game two, but also we don't know if LaStella can even be on this roster yet. He hasn't played. Um, They shut him down with the right elbow thing. You know, obviously that's the the elbow he, you know, on his throwing arm. So yeah, uh, that possibly limits him defensively and, um, and it was supposed to be also, five days, and now we're on day six. And he still hasn't played. Right, I mean five to seven. So right, but we haven't really gotten any encouraging updates. We haven't heard that he's swinging or anything like that or throwing. So we'll see. We'll have to wait and see. But there's no guarantee he even makes this roster. So um, I think they go with Pollock uh, at DH, and then I, I think they almost have to. Uh, you know, with those last three spots, I, I think you have to put Kelnick at seven, Pollock at eight, and then JP at nine because. You know, you sick Pollock uh, in the seven spot. You're talking about, you know, what five righties and a and a switch in a row instead of you know, um, right. you know, going lefty righty lefty. And if you have Pollock hitting seven, then you have three lefties in a row, which we know Scott really doesn't like to do uh, because you'll have Kelnick, uh, JP, and then Wong on the wraparound. So I, I think if Wong is hitting leadoff, I, I think Pollock is probably hitting eighth, which means Kelnick's hitting seventh and JP is hitting uh, ninth. All right. So we're going to play a game of start, bench, and DFA. I got a few of them that we're going to go over here that uh, Colby is going to choose from. In just a moment, I'll let you know what uh, all that uh, means here uh, in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by FanDuel. Uh, The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything like the Sixers at 1.5 plus 1.5 against the Heat. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss your chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 dollars in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on that's l-o-c-k-d-o-n that's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more make every moment more with fanduel an official sports betting partner of the nba and you're listening to the locked on mariners podcast thank you again for making us your first listen uh, before we get into our start bench and DFA segment here, uh, just a reminder: we are now on Instagram and TikTok. Give us a follow over there. We are at Locked On Mariners, one word, Locked On Mariners on both platforms. Give us a follow. We're planning on posting content on both platforms throughout the season. All right, so let's play a game of start bench and DFA. Now, there's a bunch of different names for this game, but uh, the rules are very simple. I'm going to give 
Colby uh, three players or three people in general, and he has to choose uh, which one he's starting, which one he's benching, and which one he's DFA, and he has to do one for each of them. And I'm, I have seven of these, I believe, and some of them are pretty straightforward, uh, and a couple of them are, are kind of unhinged, but uh, let's let's just get into the ones that are uh, pretty straightforward here to start. Uh, let's start with the uh, the Mariners' current rotation. Uh, they're three, arguably, they're three best starters in their rotation. Maybe Robbie Ray, you know, there's an argument there for Robbie Ray in here, but uh, I went with Luis Castillo, George Kirby, and Logan Gilbert. So which one of these guys are you starting, benching, and DFAing Colby? Yeah, definitely DFAing Logan, um, which is weird. Uh, then the the starts, uh, I'm tempted to go Kirby, but I think you have to go Castillo here at this point. Um, could change in a few weeks, but Castillo, uh, just frankly, right now, the better pitcher, uh, it's, it's close, but, uh, I do think there's a distinguishable difference between the two, at least based on what we know right now. Uh, again, if you ask me in May, uh, it could be completely different, but I, I think you get the edge to the Castillo right now. He was so good down the stretch and, and so big in the playoffs as was Kirby, but, uh, Castillo has got the track record. He's got the stuff. He's got the. I don't know, the swag, I guess. Uh, yeah. So I, I give him a slight edge over Kirby at this stage. Yeah, when comparing these three guys, I think it's a no-brainer to DFA Gilbert, and this is the only; these are the only circumstances under which uh, you could uh, <laughs> say you could DFA Logan Gilbert. Right. Um, I really want to go Kirby as well, but but I agree with you. You know, look, I, I'm so high on what Kirby can do this season. We've talked about the Cy Young possibility and all this stuff, and and we're going to talk about that even more over the course of this month as we uh, head into opening day. But uh, I think just right now it would be unwise to uh to to go against Luis Castillo. That probably changes in a few months. We'll see. Uh but I'll I'll start Castillo, I'll bench Kirby and I'll DFA Logan Gilbert here uh like you. All right, next one, uh going to the Mariners current bullpen. Got their three big names out of their bullpen, Andres Munoz, Paul Sewald, and Matt Brash. Who are you starting? Who are you benching? Who are you DFAing? Definitely starting Munoz. That's really a no-brainer. Um you get the upside play of of brash but you also get relatively the same amount of safety as you do with seawald um and based off of what i just saw during spring training i'll take seawald and i'll dfa brash wow um <laughs> I, yeah we were recording this uh, as the mariners were playing and uh, matt brash was awful today <laughs> he he fell behind every single hitter he walked a couple guys a couple blue pits uh, he, he was terrible um and well there you, know, you have it colby just said that st- uh, spring training stats matter right <laughs> I mean, they don't, but that was really bad. And that's part of the, that's part of the issue with Matt Brash is that these type of blowups are totally, he's totally susceptible to them because he walks guys because he falls behind. He had like four straight accounts that went to a three ball mm-hmm. count. And we're going to see outings like that from Brash. He just does not have control or command that is conducive to him being shut down every single time he goes out there and Seawald at the very least. I mean, Seawald's like, Bases loaded, one out. You you probably going brash over Seawald, but like clean clean inning tie game or whatever. You're probably you probably feel better going to, going to Seawald because he's less likely to fall behind. He's less likely to give free base runners. So um, yeah, it, it's kind of a tough call between those two. Um, you know, like who do I trust more with the game on the line? Probably Seawald, but who do I want on the mound? Like you know, if, if I'm down by one and, and they have runners on second and third and one out and I'm trying to keep it right where it is, 
probably brash. It's do you want the do you need the strikeout or do you just need outs? Which mm-hmm. one do you need? And that's kind of the guy you trust more. But I, I seriously, I, I think I'd probably I'd probably ride the upside in this case. I'd probably bench brash and then DFA mm-hmm. Seawald, which is uh, really close. It's, yeah. it's go either way on that side. It could go either way, but I'm uh, like you. I'm going upside with Brash, so I'm benching Brash. I'm starting Andres Munoz. That's a no-brainer, absolutely. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, slight, slight, slight DFA on uh, Paul Seawald, but it is it is very close, and it really I think it depends on the day uh, that you asked me about that. But uh, I'll go I'll go Brash over Seawald there. All right, next one we got Ty France, A. Eugenio Suarez. Cal Raleigh. I wanted to do a position player one with the current Mariners, but I didn't want to do, you know, Julio, Teoscar, because like that's that's going to be too obvious. And by the way, guys, feel free to play along with us down in the comments below. If you're watching on YouTube, let us know what uh, you would pick for all of these as well. Uh, but yeah, so Colby, France, Suarez, Raleigh. What are you leaning here? Definitely starting Raleigh. Um He, Raleigh, probably the second best position player on your team, uh, which is saying something, um, considering there's, you know, all stars, uh, on this roster after Raleigh and, and Julio. So, um, but definitely starting Cal, he just means too much, uh, to the lineup and, and to the team, probably bench Gino and DFA tie. I it's close, but I mean, third base versus first base, third base, a little more valuable. Um, you know, they do it differently, but they're both incredibly productive, um, at the plate. So it, it's, it's tight, but I, I'd probably give the edge to Gino just because he plays third base and he plays it pretty well. Whereas France is, you know, kind of a average first baseman, maybe mm. slightly above average. So, uh, I'd, I'd probably go Gino, but obviously in the long term play, you'd, you'd rather take a chance on France because he's a little bit younger. So it's, it, it's a tough call. I'm I'm starting Raleigh because he's one of the most valuable players of one of the most valuable positions on, on the mm-hmm. diamond. Um, I'm gonna bench Gino because I just I I can't in good faith uh, DFA <laughs> Gino Suarez. Good vibes only, of course. Uh, so that that does mean that uh, my fellow Ty, I'm I'm sorry, uh, gets the axe here. Uh, I'm sorry, traitor. Ty, but, uh, but you're 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 out of here, bud. Uh, I apologize, but uh, it, it's over for you in this exercise. All right, Mariners prospects: Harry Ford, Bryce Miller, Feldman Sulliston. Who you got? Considering I have them ranked one, two, and three, it's probably just safest to go with that order. So, hmm. starting Ford, benching Miller, and DFA and Sulliston, and Sulliston might have the highest ceiling out of all of them, which is honestly debatable. Um, but we haven't seen him. Yeah, we haven't seen him. Like he essentially does not exist. And like if Felman like like just retired tomorrow for whatever reason, right? Would we care? I mean, we'd I be mean, bummed. Yeah. But like we're like five years away from seeing this guy in the major league field. Who cares? Right. So yeah. definitely DFA in him. Um Ford and Miller's really close, but like I don't know, man. Harry Ford is is a unicorn a little bit here. So I, I think I have to give the edge to him. Um, and Hey, you know, I saw Bryce Miller on the bench, so, you know, things could be worse, but <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to give the edge to the unicorn over the, uh, the flame throwing 
uh, right-handed pitcher. Well, when we did our prospect ranks, I, I put Bryce Miller over Harry Ford, so I, I have to start Bryce Miller over Harry Ford she here and, and bench Harry and uh, and uh, DFA Felton Celestine. Because, again, look, the upside is great with Celestine, at least, you know, so we've heard, right? Neither you nor I have seen him. Uh, with our right. own two eyes, uh, aside from you know a couple of video clips on on Twitter, I've probably seen two and a half minutes worth of footage of Feldman Celestine in, in my life. So yeah, there, there's you know there's only so much that I can base off of that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Really, really like everything that I've heard about Celestine, but I, I can't in good faith uh, pick him over either one of these guys right, right now who I've actually you know seen. Uh, so. Right. Uh, by the way, Julio just uh, went to Dogtown. Nice. The wind in uh, Mesa, I think they're in today, is yeah. horrific. <laughs> but, so it was uh, a wind bomb? It, w- it went really high and it left the ballpark. I don't know if the wind's blowing in from left or out from left, so I don't gotcha, know. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, yeah. anyway, nevertheless, Julio, oh, 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 oh. I, I think Emerson Hancock's getting ready to pitch. So, ooh, yeah. Ooh. All right, let's hurry up and finish this episode so I can watch <laughs> that. All right, next one. We're getting into unhinged territory here, Colby. Three players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three players. The Mariners, or three, three prospects. Well, they were prospects at the time that the Mariners traded them. That uh, I think the Mariners wish that they uh, they had back. Adam Jones, as Dribble Cabrera, Pablo Lopez. Uh, this one's easy. Adam Jones, I'm starting. Um, I'm benching Lopez. I'm DFAing Cabrera. But Cabrera's an all-star player. And Pablo Lopez, cares. Is, he's thrown like one full season in his career. And that is more valuable than a bloated 38-year-old second <laughs> baseman. So, no. Prime, prime is durable as a really solid player. Um, yeah. But, again, we're talking about, you know, Adam Jones is a prime center field. In his prime, he was one of the five best center fielders in baseball. Yeah. Uh, so he's an easy that's the no That's the no-brainer part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And then I look at somebody, and then I look at Pablo Lopez, who is, you know, a, a really good, uh, really good pitcher, right? A mid-rotation arm, I think. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then as Drupal, I mean, he technically also played up the middle, but did he... I, I mean, like he stood out there. Was he great out there? And uh, I'm I'm no. benching as Drupal and I'm I'm DFA and Pablo right now because because Pablo I just need to see him stay healthy for more than one season. Think of how good he's been without being all that healthy. I'm just I saying. know I know, but like, as Drupal has the uh, you know I mean look, it's hard to compare these guys because two of them have played a full career and one of them is like five years into his career or four years into his career, whatever it is. But uh, yeah, I just I, I'm I'm still going as Drupal uh, over <laughs> over Pablo here. What what are you seeing? What are you watching? Uh, Kelnick just went yard off of a lefty. Hey! Oh wow! All right. <laughs> yeah, Elias threw him like four breaking oh, balls in a row. Too. Yeah, yeah, Ronis. <laughs> Ronis threw him like four breaking balls in a row, and he was not close on any of them. He probably should have struck out the pitch before, but he uh-huh. just barely fouled it, and the catcher okay. dropped a, a foul tip. And then Ronis gave him a fastball on the outside corner, and he just went to left center, out to Dongtown. Like nice. I don't think that one was wind dated either. That was that was crushed. So nice. Uh, All right, Kelnick, two hits today. I All mean, right. there, we there we go. There right. we go, Jared. There we go. Uh, yeah, I, I think the more interesting, you know, um, got to be careful here. 
Uh, I mm-hmm. think the more interesting start bench DFA uh, would have been if you had added Freddie Peralta in there. Uh, oh, yeah. Those yeah, are all yeah. Dep- I mean, Adam Jones is a, uh, there you go. The Jerry version, right? It's Chris Taylor, Chris Pablo Taylor, Freddie Peralta. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pablo Lopez. That's, yeah. That's the Jerry. All version right. right there. Let, let's do that then. Um, Ooh, that, that's, that's tougher. Um, mm-hmm. Because of the track record, I'm going to start Taylor. Okay. Taylor wasn't very good last year. No, but I mean. But he's he was pretty good. He's, he's been really good yeah, for like four or five that. years yeah, now. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, then I'd probably go Peralta and then mm. DFA Lopez. Yeah. Yeah. I might. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll go with that as well. Yeah. Peralta. I don't know, man. Actually, you know what? I'll go Lopez over Peralta. Oh, now he's a Lopez fan. Yeah, now now I am. Now I am. Uh, <laughs> all right, we got two more here. Uh, again, I want to I want to get out of here so I can watch Emerson Hancock. Uh, King Griffey Jr., Edgar Martinez, Ichiro, three Mount Rushmore guys for the Mariners. Yeah, I'm unfortunately DFAing. Um, unfortunately, DFA and Ichiro. Like, sorry. Uh, and then it's time to rile up the comment section. Uh-oh. I am starting Uh-oh. Edgar and I am oh, benching Griffey. Spicy. And honestly, I am closer to DFA and Griffey than I am to starting him over Edgar. Oh. King Griffey Jr. abandoned the Mariners twice. Oh. And the first time he did it, he forced their hand by saying, I will only play for the Cincinnati Reds. And. <laughs> Sorry, Gino almost went yard. Um, <laughs> Stop watching the game. Stay sorry, on task sorry, here. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Griffey, Griffey's he kind of screwed the Mariners twice now, and both times the Mariners fans are like, "Oh well," and I get why, right? Obviously, like Griffey is the face sure. of the Seattle Mariners still, at, sure. you know, and, until like twenty twenty eight when it'll. But A Rod gets lowballed and goes to Texas, <laughs> yeah, and, and, and it's yeah, like, and they oh, vilify him. Yeah, 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 yeah right, yeah, right. Yeah, when yeah. what Griffey did was actually much worse from a like traitor standpoint but whatever <laughs> like water under the bridge i honestly don't care that that griffey did that like i think it should be talked about a little more than it is but i don't care i don't hold it against them like it, sure. it's griffey right you love right, you love right. ken so um not a huge deal but for me it, it's just one of those things well like, edgar is your to... favorite mariner of all time right, like, right for right, anyone right. that doesn't know that you edgar is your favorite mariner so yes I more number it. 11 my entire baseball life because of edgar and all that but you know Edgar, like Edgar was really, really good. And yeah, I feel yeah. like, you know, there's this idea that like Edgar is like, oh, he's such a fan favorite and he was good. But like, no, no, Edgar was but Colby. He never played in the field. <laughs> so clearly, <laughs> clearly he should be at least. I mean, here. I consider that. But then I remembered that Griffey literally quit on the Mariners twice. <laughs> that's two more than i like i'm 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 still i'm still starting griffey he's the greatest player in mariners history and then i'm bitching and then i'm i'm dfa yeah 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 yeah. there's really like no wrong you know what i'm not even gonna say that there is a wrong answer if you're starting ichiro you're wrong like you put Ichiro on the bench you could dfa him i don't care but you can't start ichiro not after these two like love ichi but not no you're killing my childhood here Edgar Martinez is one of like the 10 to 15 best right-handed hitters since world war II. of all time. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, that's what we're talking about. So yeah, it's, it's a tough one, but yeah, I, 
the tiebreaker is that Griffey quit on the Seattle Mariners twice. That's the tiebreaker. All right, last one here, and this one is another one where I, the starter is a no-brainer. Uh, the the interesting conversation is who gets benched and who gets DFA'd here. Dave Niehaus, Aaron Goldsmith, Rick Riz. Yeah, obviously we're starting Dave. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, a no-brainer. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh. God. I will. I will bench. Aaron and I had to DFA Riz. I'm sorry. I'm going with the upside. I'm going with the younger guy. You know, it, it's yeah. I, by the I way, by put that. Rick Riz in the Mariners Hall of Fame, please. What, please what, are we, do. what are we doing here? What are we doing here? Like, like what? You, you're just waiting for tragedy to happen and be like, oh, I guess we'll do it after now. Like, yeah, let's do it. Put now. him in the Hall of no, Fame. No, do, do it, it now. now. Do it now. Like, it is such a no-brainer. Um. But again, you know, accusing the Mariners of having brains when it comes to this sort of thing. Not common. But yeah, Riz definitely deserves to be in the Mariners Hall of Fame. He he's he's great. Uh, but I have to DFA him just because Aaron is like so good uh at what he does and, and he's the future. So Yeah. Now we'll, oh. we'll we'll pull back the curtain on on the show a little bit here. Uh so we did record this episode already earlier today and the the audio was just destroyed for some inexplicable reason. Hopefully it works now. We've we've recorded this whole episode. It sounds fine to us, but the last one sounded fine to us while we were recording as well, so who knows. But there was one other one that you you brought up here. One other start bench DFA that uh, you felt was uh, more interesting than this one when it came to the uh, broadcasters for the Mariners, Gary Hill Jr., Dave Sims, Mike Blowers. Obviously, we have to start Gary Hill Jr. because he's a friend of the show, friend of the show, Gary Hill Jr. Mm, You do. (laughs) Also, Caroline, my wife, will kill me if I don't start Gary. So uh, after that, though, Simsy or Blow? Who who gets benched? Who gets DFA? I'm benching Sims, and I am DFA Blowers. Uh, I don't think Mike really wants to be here. I, wow. <laughs> yeah, I probably shouldn't say that. I think Mike is slowly like building an exit strategy. He's got grandkids now. Um, I I think that he would like to reduce his role in the near future. Uh, maybe not to zero, but I think you know I think he's he's slowly starting to phase phase his way out. Um, and that's tough because are, are Goldsmith, you angling to take his role? <laughs> I, I mean, since I have zero major league at bats, I think it would be pretty weird for me to be a, an analyst. Uh, so no, but yeah, you know, I, I can't because, wait for the first time that Aaron Goldsmith is like, so Colby break down this play. I don't care. <laughs> break down this play. You saw no. it. Yeah. You, you saw it. <laughs> what is there to break down? Look at it. It's right there in front yeah, of you. Yeah, it's right there. It's it, it, people, oh. people watching have eyes. <laughs> yeah. Uh Blowers is uh Blowers is great, especially when he's paired with Aaron. Um but uh yeah, it's just I, I don't wanna I don't want to contribute to this nonsense narrative that Dave Sims is like bad at his job or something. Yeah. No, like we, we that, stand Dave Sims in this house. Yes, yes, he is hilarious. He has his quirks, sure. Yes. But nobody rises to the moment quite like Dave Sims. So that's right. And he's got some excellent calls in Mariners history. So we, we definitely stand Dave Sims. So unfortunately, because I refuse to, to play into that whole narrative, I have to DFA Mike flowers. All right. I'll, 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 I'll go with you on that one as well. 
All right, that's uh, that's going to do it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us here on Locked On Mariners. For Colby Patnode, I'm Tiding. Oh, you got something else. I Yes, I just want to let people know that we will not record this again if this doesn't sound well <laughs> uh, because Ty has to go ref you know, a seventh grade basketball game after this. So. Actually, I, I have to go to my, my five to close shift at Foot Locker. Uh, are you going to steal some hamburgers from McDonald's while you're at it? I, I might do that all the way lunch. there. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. 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 Actually, uh, I might, what, I might swing by on their, on their night shift after I get done at Foot Locker. Uh, we'll see. Yes. And then you're waking up bright and early tomorrow to go to mime school. So yeah. 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 I'm ignoring you. That's going to do it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us here on Lockdown Mariners. Nope. I'm not getting pulled over there. Nope. Uh, that's good. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Lockdown Mariners podcast. For Colby Bannod, I'm Tidy Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. That's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z and Colby at CPAT11. That's C-P-A-T-1-1. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok as well over at Lockdown Mariners. That's one word. Locked on Mariners. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And thank you again for making us your first listen. Now for your second listen, check out Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Win your league by listening to Matt and Dom every day as they bring you the best fantasy draft strategies. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts just like us. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And with that, have yourself a beautiful baseball day and we'll see you tomorrow. Peace. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.